Hello, this is Yolanda Murphy, and welcome to this Exceptional Journey podcast, where you will find inspiration to live courageously through adversity, empowerment to live freely despite your past, and ignition to live boldly in your purpose, all by walking the survivor's side of life. Hi, good people. (laughs) It's your girl, Yolanda back with another episode of this exceptional journey podcast of course where my hope is to always inspire empower and ignite you to live your best life how have you been if this is your first time welcome so glad you clicked over to my little corner of the podcast world just to relax and chill with me for a little bit Um, and if this is not your first time welcome back thank you so much for clicking over and listening again (laughs) I really do appreciate you guys thank you um Of course, as always, let me plug social media, Um, Facebook and Instagram. You can find me at This Exceptional Journey. Um, Twitter, you can find me at TEJ Podcast. Um, Even use hashtag TEJ Podcast questions, comments, suggestions. Your girl definitely wants to hear from you. Uh, So I'm just going to jump right into the topic. Um, When I'm recording this, it's late and not that that garnishes it, wanting it to be short, but I know sometimes there are lengthy topics and this one, I want to get straight to the point because I I feel this is how I feel about it. I just want you guys to know how I feel about it (laughs) anyway. um, So as you can tell from the title, um, it's a slight rant, slight rave about being gentle with yourself. And I'm going to preface the conversation by telling you kind of like where you know, where this came from and, and, and what have you. So I've been having recent conversations, uh, with survivors, um, with breast cancer survivors, um, with trauma survivors, um, with car accident survivors, uh, you know, people that have gone through something, um, that have faced something that was traumatic. Um, someone that, you know, had major open heart surgery or, someone that had prostate cancer, uh, and you know, wasn't expecting it, of course. Um, so I've had, I've been having conversations, just random conversations, mind you. Um, not that I was seeking them out or they were seeking me out. I would just be speaking to someone in a grocery store, or I would be speaking to someone in my support group, uh, or I would be speaking to someone at church, uh, just random conversations. And, and I've, I've come up with a running theme, um, a few things that people, you know, think or feel about themselves, uh, after they go through dot, 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 and believe you guys, I'm preaching to the choir as well. So (laughs) don't think this doesn't apply to me too. So one of the things that I definitely hear, um, survivors talk about and say is of course they, they didn't think after that they would be where they are, uh, more so physically, uh, whether their finances are not back where, You know, they thought they would be after dot, dot, dot. They didn't think physically, like actually bodily physically. They they thought they would, you know, not be where they are now, whether it's through the healing process physically, uh, going through physical therapy or, you know, having a reoccurrence um, of something or not getting their blood pressure under control. They just didn't think that after X amount of time they would be where they are. They thought they would be further. 
or I'll hear from people, um, I thought, again, I would be further uh, than where I would be now. And a lot of times that's mentally, at least from, again, what, what I've, I've been communicating with people. Uh, I thought that by now, you know, the accident would be behind me. I thought by now that my diagnosis or me having to go through chemo or radiation, you know, mentally, I thought I would be stronger, you know, after going through it. I thought that and having conversations um, with loved ones or other survivors that, you know, I my mind would be stronger or I would be able to converse about dot, dot, dot in a, in a stronger manner. I thought I would be, have more mental tenacity, um, than I have right now. And then one of the last things that I, I often hear or have been hearing survivors say, um, is I wasn't expecting to respond the way I did to enter whatever. Um, and a lot of times that's emotionally. So, you know, someone who's just gone through or survived a car accident, um, it's physically traumatic, but they didn't expect that the next time they got in a the car, they would freeze or they didn't expect that the next time they got in a car, um, you know, when a car cut them off, they hysterically started sobbing because they thought it was going to happen all over again. Or, you know, again, speaking of a physical reoccurrence, I didn't think, um, that I, I wouldn't respond the way I did, whether it's completely stoic. Um, or if it's the complete other side of the gamut where I was crying uncontrollably, you know, cause I mentally prepared myself, you know, to hear yes or no, but I didn't expect to emotionally break out and have an outburst guys, <laughs> guys. And again, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm guilty. I'm, I'm definitely guilty because after you go through something, it's not easy. And we all know because we've all gone through something. It's not easy to get back up on your high horse uh, and do it again. Try it again. Believe again. Have hope again. We know this. It's it's a part of life, unfortunately or fortunately. It does come. And I mean, I believe it comes to make us stronger. Um, but while we're going through the process, these things come up, whether it's physical, mental or emotional things that we, we just didn't expect. Um, and we're having to deal with them on a day after day after day basis. And, you know, again, in having some of these conversations, you know, I kind of came to my own observations, you know, what I, at least personally, I'm going to try, uh, to do mentally, physically, and emotionally, uh, to be better in this realm of being more gentle with myself uh, which I kind of, even before diagnosis, wanted to be anyway. But I mean, even more so now, you know, after being diagnosed and, and, and going, you know, being three years out. So one of the things that I, uh, I observed, you know, after, you know, people were telling me, I can't believe I'm here, or I can't believe I'm not further, or I can't believe, you know, I responded that way. Like, I just didn't expect it to come. Can That was their voice. If you couldn't, <laughs> if you couldn't tell, that was them talking. Um, but one thing, you know, that I, I told one of these survivors was we often expect all parts of us to heal or to get better all at the same time or all at the same level. 
And if you didn't know, that's not true. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming to let you know that's not true. Um, someone who's been in a car accident, you physically were hurt. You know what I mean? You, whether you were in the hospital or, you know, some people, you know, survive unscathed, but you still went through the trauma of going through a car accident. Why on earth, especially if your body takes time to heal, why would you not think your mind and your emotions need time to heal as well? And this is, of course, um, rhetorical. I was about to say hysterical. Good God. I'm sorry. Um, but it's, of course, rhetorical. We have to take a, a second to step back and think about these things. If my, if my physical body, if I break my arm, if my physical body takes six to eight weeks in a cast, right? We break a finger, we break an arm, we break a leg, um, what have you, your back or your hip is even longer from what I understand. Six to eight weeks, you're in a freaking cast. Why would we expect our minds and our, our, our souls, our, our emotions to be any less than at least that. So that's the first thing we have to recognize. That's not the truth. If you physically went through something traumatic, if you went through a diagnosis, through chemo, through radiation, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm claustrophobic. I was claustrophobic before diagnosis, but now y'all want me to be in this MRI machine, had a whole panic attack. Like, nope, you got to get me out. But it, it's the reality it's the reality. Diagnosis for me was just the beginning. Literally was just the beginning. And yeah, we have to recognize that all of, all parts of us heal and grow at different facets. And even if you know that, okay, so you know it, make sure you take heed to it so you don't expect certain parts of you to be at a certain level that it's not at yet, right? Um, so then another kind of observation or, or kind of um, a, a word of encouragement that I gave, um, you know, to, to, to a survivor. Um, it, because <clears throat> I've, I've noticed that when they aren't at this place, you know, when we don't <clears throat> feel like, you know, our emotions are under control or when we feel like, again, preaching to the choir, when we don't feel like our emotions at or at a certain place where I have them under control or I feel like mentally, I should be able to handle this by now. Um, or even physically, like I should be healed by this by now, from this by now. Um, when we don't reach that place or when we feel like we haven't gotten to that place, we either get frustrated, so we take it out on other people. Um, we take it out on other areas of our lives. Um, so if your frustration is at work, you take it out on your kids. Um, or we feel like we're at a loss. We feel like, I'm such a loser. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, of course. Um, or, oh my goodness, I, I, I should be here by now. So we get depressed or we think less of ourselves because we feel like we haven't been able to reach this attainable, hope you hear my quotes, attainable goal, either mentally, physically, or emotionally. When we can't expect that of ourselves, right? We can't expect just because we haven't reached that place yet it's, it'll come, it'll definitely come, but it's not a loss because you're still growing, excuse me, you're still maturing, you're still developing despite this, what have you, whatever this situation was for you. Um, and then, and I do this, I, 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 
I do this and uh, it's it's so frustrating to me. It's so it's frustrating that I do it. Um, but to be honest, on on another hand, it's frustrating that people expect this of me. And let me just tell you what it is. So we push ourselves to meet the standard. To, we push ourselves to meet others standard of what our normal should be in a specific time frame. And we try to reach that standard. It can be something so very minute. So for example, um, one of my close friends I spend a lot of time with understands and knows that, I mean, I'm overweight. Yeah. But I just, excuse me, physically cannot walk and move as I used to. I think I've talked about this in a previous episode about side effects. And what I love is that they'll keep an eye on me if we go somewhere, if we walk long distances or if we go like to a shopping mall. Um, although they walk faster than me, they'll always keep an eye on me, right? So all the while, they're not expecting me, <clears throat> excuse me, to keep up with them, but they're making sure that as I take my own strides, they keep an eye so that I'm okay, if that makes sense. So I have another friend who, where we go somewhere, we are walking like 10 miles, like a thousand miles a minute. And I'm expected to keep up. Um, we're walking, we're talking. And again, this is not a slight on anyone. I don't think, I don't think people realize sometimes what some of the aftermath is of some of the things that you go through. It doesn't have to be physical. It can be mental. There are certain conversations that I have with people who know that I've, you know, gone through what I've gone through, um, and am where I am. <clears throat> and they bring up children all the time. They bring up it all the time. And I have close friends who know I don't talk about babies. I don't talk about having children because I can't right now. That's my reality. But again, in those other conversations, again, not slighting anyone, not saying people, you know, just need to be so sensitive around me. No, but what I am saying is that when someone goes through a trauma and I'm only, you know, saying my diagnosis because that's where I am. But when someone goes through a trauma, you have to be cognizant of all of these things because in all the while that I'm trying to keep up your standard of normal here in quotes again, in a conversation, um, even in working out, if you can't do it, just sit down and say, you can't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. Um, but in whatever the standard is that family or friends or coworkers or even yourself, whatever this level of standard is that we hold ourselves to, that we know right now is not possible. It's not that we can't do it. It's just for where I am right now, I cannot reach it. Be honest. There's been a couple times I'm like, baby, I need to slow down. I can't walk that fast right now. My hips start hurting, my back start hurting. Listen. I want to get there in one piece, okay? <laughs> but trying to reach other standards of normal and all the while we're suffering in silence. We come home and have conversations with close friends like, girl, let me tell you about this conversation I had with dot, dot, dot. They had the nerve to talk. I'm, and I can't be the only one that talks to my friends like that. <laughs> I just cannot be. But I'm saying it's the reality though. It is the honest to goodness reality 
because so many, and, and some people just don't know, you know what I mean? Everyone's not going to walk around knowing, you know, what your spots are, what you're sensitive to, or even that you've gone through something. Because to be honest, there are some people that be like, you had what? You went through what? And I'm, listen, if I don't look like what I went through, I'm grateful. Amen. But it's those. So let me say this in those moments, it's not a slight at the people that hold the standard. The issue is when we try to raise to that standard, knowing that we're not there yet. And then we suffer because we listen to these conversations or we take part in certain activities and events that we know send us in a spiral or send us in a certain mental or emotional space. So we're not looking out for us is basically what I'm saying. And again, this is not for everybody. Um, hopefully if you're listening still, I haven't bored you, <laughs> but just having these conversations recently, probably within the last two to three weeks, um, with people that have survived certain things. Um, you know, I definitely saw myself, definitely saw myself as the person trying to reach in conversation or in different activities, trying to reach others level, um, others standard of normal, just probably in everyday living stuff, knowing that my body can't go through it, knowing that mentally and emotionally, I'm not there yet, but not saying anything, um, not telling the person, you know what, that's not really a great conversation topic for me right now. And being honest and being honest. So let me go down and because I'm, I'm, I'm rolling into my next part. <laughs> so what I found for me, and this, th these are a few things that I'm going to work on, um, to help myself be more gentle on myself, physically, mentally, and emotionally, because those are three things that I face every day as a survivor. And <clears throat> excuse me. And I know that I can't be the only one, right? So of course, be gentle with you, whatever gentle for you, for you means, um, me it's, it's positive self-talk because I'll down myself mentally in a minute, in a minute, y'all like seriously, like straight up, I'll have a conversation with someone about my diagnosis. Not cause I'm never someone who forces that conversation cause some people aren't comfortable. I get it. But if it comes up, if people ask me what my podcast is about, if they ask me, Oh, where did you get your idea for this? And I tell them, Oh, you sit on the board of where, and they do what inevitably my breast cancer diagnosis comes up and I don't sugarcoat it. Um, but then afterwards, you know, I'm like, so down talking myself. Cause I'm like, Oh, did I, should I said that? Or maybe that was too much for them to know. And maybe, you know, I don't want to scare them into thinking, thinking all of these things. And I don't think it's a bad thing to think those things, but when I'm telling someone my reality, it's my reality, right? It's, it's not something I can't sugarcoat chemo. I can't sugarcoat losing layers of skin and having second to third degree burns from radiation. I can't sugarcoat that. But in my mind, I'm thinking of the other person. Oh, maybe that was a little too harsh for their ears or, Oh, maybe emotionally it was too much for them, but I lived it. There are men and women living it every day. So I'm learning positive self-talk and I know my therapist would be so proud. <laughs> um, but positive self-talk, like, no, this is your story. You know, if people ask, tell them the truth. 
tell them the honest to goodness truth and be gentle enough on yourself to know that your story is amazing and your story is just as important as theirs. It's different. Um, it might not have the same lumps and bumps in it, <laughs> but it still matters just as it is. So be gentle, positive self-talk. That's what I'm going to, to practice, but be gentle with you and then be honest about where you are, how you feel, when you're feeling it. If you're at work and you need a moment, have your moment. I mean, I don't want you to get fired, but you understand what I'm saying? Like if you just need a moment because, you know, you saw something on the news or you heard something in a song or you smelled something that reminded you of a hospital and you started mentally spiraling into everything that you went through, have a moment. Be honest that you need it. Be honest and say, I just need to step away for a second and have your moment. That's also a part of being gentle with yourself, recognizing and realizing where you are and being honest, feel it and have your moment. Right. Um, and then learn to be okay with not meeting others expectations. And I kind of, maybe that's kind of self-explanatory, but maybe it's not for everyone. Um, I'm okay with not being where you think I should be after a diagnosis, after three years, I'm, I'm okay. Now this is one I don't have a problem with. It's the other stuff, but I'm okay. I'm okay now with not being okay because every day I say this to, to numerous people all the time. Every day is a freaking winding road. Every day is something different. Every day I learn something new about my body, about my mind, or about how I feel about something after diagnosis, because every day is different. Every day, I, just like every day at work is different. I mean, I know there's humdrum and mundane stuff that goes on, but every day is different. And I'm okay with not meeting your expectations of how or what I should be in a certain period of time, because I'm just not there. I'm not there. There are some people, you know, who think right after a diagnosis or, you know, being in a car accident, I keep bringing up car accident because it's the easiest thing to talk about um, that everyone can relate to. Um, but going through a trauma, you got to take your time for you. If you're not ready to drive, then don't drive. If, you know, unfortunately you had a family member or loved one pass away um, to no negligence of their own, but their life was taken by someone else. Have your moment, have your moment. If you can't go back to the place, if you can't go back to their house, if you can't go to the favorite restaurant y'all used to go to have your moment and be okay. You don't have to reach everyone else's expectations. I want you to be exactly where you are for you. If you're not ready, it's okay. It is okay because the last thing you would ever want to do is stunt your growth in that area by forcing yourself to do something you're not ready for. Take time and don't try to, to reach others' expectations. And then lastly, love exactly where you are. Love who you are, where you are. I'm, this is what I'm learning. This, because again, every day is different. And every day I feel like I'm learning a new me. <laughs> but each and every time, you know, that something new arises or something new occurs or it's another side effect that I feel, whether it's on my physical body or mentally or emotionally. Uh, I'm learning to love me just as I am, just as I am. I can't control what happened to me. I can't control these side effects that I have. 
I can take pills. I can take medicine, uh, you know, for my bone pain. I can take, you know, ibuprofen, Tylenol, what have you. Um, still take my medicine, take my vitamins and be proactive as proactive as possible. But I can't control it. I can't. But guess what? I'm going to love exactly where I am. Well, at least I'm learning <laughs> to love exactly where I am and be okay with it. No, I'm not perfect. I wasn't perfect before diagnosis. Hello? But love who I am despite diagnosis, despite everything that I've faced in the last three years, if not the last 40 years. And love on who I am, where I am today. And tomorrow's going to be a new day to love on me again. Right? So guys, I, I didn't want this to be long, as I always say. But I wanted to get the point across that we all face something. We all go through something. Right? But I want us to learn to be more positive about ourselves. I'm still learning myself. Again, I'm, I'm starting positive self-talk. I feel like that's my, my beginning um, because I'm always rethinking things. I'm always second guessing myself. I know it doesn't seem like it does, it, <laughs> but it's all, it is constant. It is all the time and learning to love myself. I think we can all do that a little bit more, right? So hopefully something I said, guys, um, has resonated with you. Definitely, definitely leave me any comments, suggestions, or questions, um, about anything that I've said. Let's start a dialogue about it. Let's see how we can help each other be more gentle with one another. Because my expectations of you should not be up here, you know, so high and mine of myself are not the same or vice versa. Your expectations of me should not be so high if you know I can't reach them. Like, don't expect something of me, you know, I can't do. If that makes sense. Guys, I hope everything I said <laughs> makes sense. Um, again, I just wanted to hop on, record this real quick because I just felt it. I had have been having numerous conversations and then tonight I went to an event and I had another conversation um, with a fellow survivor and it prompted my mind. It, it got my brain churning about let's be more gentle with ourselves and even with one another because we're all facing something. We're all going through something. And to be honest, we all need each other to get through. Right. Cool. All right, guys, that's it. Um, again, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, definitely let me know. Share and like um, for, from this podcast, whether on YouTube, um, you know, on social media, um, share it guys. I'd love for people to let me know what they think. Um, don't forget to rate and subscribe if you're listening and watching through an app until next time, guys, as you know, you'll catch me walking the survivor side of life.